0: inside the game brought to you by flex coach and flex coach vr welcome back to inside the game brought to you by flex coach and flex coach vr i'm your host chris Riley. we're speaking with peter tagli and eddie of the pittsburgh penguins here in segment three of five when you were leaving to go out of school and graduate did lou give you any advice before you walked out the door to go to the nhl for the winnipeg jets did he say anything to you sit down give you anything and say hey here's things you should just remember, consider these things.
1: So right before the end of the season, um, uh, we're going into the playoffs, uh, the Winnipeg Jets are playing in Boston and John Ferguson came to Providence to see me play. And, uh, I didn't know it. And after the game, um, uh, Luke calls me out and, and John's in the, um, John's in the hallway and he's, and he, we're talking and, and he goes, Hey, as soon as this college season's over, we're going to turn you pro. And he said, okay, you know, whatever. And, um, once again naive had no no clue you know, about anything and um so this we ended up losing to rpi in the finals that year and about we go back to providence and about uh seven six days later lou calls me because he was he did the contract um who <laughs> negotiated the contract and um he uh he said he said it's all done um i'm gonna i'm gonna tomorrow we're gonna i'm gonna pick you up we're gonna i'm gonna take you to uh bought the Logan airport, we're going to stay at the hotel, we go to dinner and then you get on a flight the next day and meet the team, uh, where we're going to go. And, and we were just talking about stuff and, and, and he says, I don't care what anybody does or any, or how they act. You put a suit and tie on every day. You, you know, you do this and he kind of just pointed things out. This is how, this is how things work you show them you're ready, you're professional, you're doing these things and you're not going to be a slob or anything like that. You know, those type things. It was like the father, father talk about don't embarrass me type, you know, type yeah. thing, you I know.
0: just negotiated your contract. So yeah. Yeah. please, please don't do this. Yeah.
1: And, he <laughs> says, and, and, and back then it was like, and he goes, listen, and don't tell anybody what you signed for. Don't tell anybody what you make. Don't tell anybody much you signed for. You know, this guy sitting next year, he asks you a question, just say none of your business and, and go on to things. So, um, so when I went, once again, I was so naive, um, I brought my skates and that was it. And I get up to I go, the guy goes, where's all your equipment? I said, I didn't bring any. I thought you'd give me all the equipment up here, but I met, met the team on the road. And yeah. it's a really funny story, but, um, but yeah, it, but it was just a, um, like a father son type talk that, you know, this is, this is how, this is how you behave. This is how you act, you know, you, you know, and, and then dealing with him. I was already prepared mentally to deal with anybody who says anything to me as far as management goes. Um, and that's another, another really funny story, but um, yeah, but it, it, yeah, that extra couple of years, I mean, helped. And I think a lot of these young kids they see dollar signs and, you know, and, and just like everything else, they're, now hockey, you're they're only in the league for three years, you know? So it was like, they've, now they got to go back, finish their school, pay for it themselves, you know, that type thing. So whatever money they make, they're, Paying $150,000 out to finish their college degrees. So yeah, that's good.
0: Do you think because you lost your dad, Lou kind of looked out for you a little bit more so than other guys?
1: Um, I think he looked out for everybody. I think, he, I mean, he, I, it was just one of many that he looked out for, um, especially a lot of the guys who lived in Minnesota or whatever. And, and the parents weren't around and, um, you know, there were guys that I, I played with in Minnesota whose um, uh, parents never saw him play a college game unless we actually went and played in Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. you know, if they, we never went out there, they, they never saw him so, on four years, never saw him play. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, I think he looked out for everybody like that in different ways. I mean, some he was more, more gentle and soft with, and others, he was very hard and, you know, in your face type. And, but I think he, he knew who can, how he had to massage everybody and, and make it work. And, and he did.
0: We're talking with Peter Taglietta here on Inside the Game, brought to you by Flesh Coach and Flesh Coach VR. Let's transition now to your time going to the NHL. Um, what was it like at your first game? Was it intimidating? Were you like – where and where were you, and who were you playing against, and who was your defensive partner?
1: So they turned me pro, and he dropped me off at the airport. I caught a flight, and I had to meet the team in Banff, Alberta. There was two games left in Winnipeg Jets' schedule um and they had uh three three or four days off between games so they were in banff right that's right in between calgary and, and edmonton right yep and so they picked me up in calgary they drive me up into banff it's like a two and a half hour drive up in the banff and i get there i get to the hotel and, and nobody's around they're already at practice and so i'm just sitting in the room and you know and um who walks in my roommate randy carlisle who, okay who, who, which, so he was my very first roommate and uh and he, we, we, one of the greatest guys you ever want to meet in your life and one of the greatest minds in hockey, as far as a player's concerned, never played with him. and never you know, saw him coach or anything like that or around him, but as a player, he was unbelievable. And, um, so we were just sitting there talking and he's, you know, asking questions. And, and I said, I got it. I got it. My biggest mistake I ever made. I, I haven't lived this down yet. Well, he won the Norris trophy in 81 and in my college dorm room, remember the gold magazines used to come out. With? There was a picture of him. And I had him up in my room, and I made a <laughs> take of telling him that. And, oh, my God, I, I still don't I, – I, I, every time I see him, he reminds me about it. And this is yeah. how many years later. So, so there's two games left in the regular season. It is the um, – we're playing the second-to-last game against Edmonton. The last game is against Calgary. And then right after that, we start the playoffs against Edmonton. So, we, so that we're there for the whole time. So, the very first game against Edmonton, I don't play. I'm just there. I practice a couple of days, and that was it. And uh, we're going down to Calgary to play, and I'm in the lineup. And this is where I'm talking about the kind of niche. You have to find out where um, – so my first shift on the ice, second shift on the ice, a uh, guy named Hawken Lube. Have you ever been to Calgary – the Calgary uh, – Yep. Settled on Stand, yeah. so the benches are all on this side over here, right? Yep. And and um, Lube comes down in front of our bench. He's coming down on me. He comes over the blue line and kind of stops. So He's going to make a pass. And they blow the whistle for an offside, and I just go hit him anyway, and boom, he was, was about four feet from the boards, and, and just ass over tea kettle, blah, blah blah blah. And so we're against the benches, and their whole team because this the, the playoffs start you know soon, and they don't want anybody to get hurt. Their, their whole team jumped on the ice bench clearing brawl my like <laughs> the first game. I was like, and you don't fight in college, so it's like no, you're like
0: you're you're lost. You're like, oh my gosh, what do I do?
1: Yeah, so you're sitting there and you're just grabbing everybody's Everybody's throwing punches at me, blah blah. Whatever. So we get to. Um, uh, later on in the game, a guy comes across the blue line. I remember this vividly. A guy named Eddie Beers comes across the blue line, and I come across and and I, I mean, I, if I hit a, if I hit a, hit him, I would have killed him. And I just he got out of the way, and I just nicked his shoulder, you know, one of those type things. And the play continues, and he jumps me, and he's you know, he's like, yeah, yeah you you know, effing rookie, what are you you know, running me, and, you know, blah 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 blah. And it, it was just a, it was a it was it was a lot of fun. I think my adrenaline was really really flowing. But after the game. John Ferguson's going flying in the locker. He goes, that's what I want. That's what I want. That's exactly the type of players I wanted this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now he knows <laughs> my name. You no, know, he knew it anyway. But now he's like, I'm on his radar screen. Yeah. And from that point on, as long as I played a certain way, I knew I was gonna, I was in in his picture somewhere. And, uh, and and so the very next game I played, uh, I, I didn't play the first game of the playoffs, played the second game of the playoffs against Edmonton. And, um, you know, so that, very first shift in the playoffs, I'm killing a penalty in our zone. And who's on the ice? Gretzky. Gretzky, Curry, Messier, Anderson, and Coffee. Those are the five guys in their power play. And I'm out there going, the? you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, you're like, you're you're this is like you're you're starry-eyed and you're oh yeah. my
1: gosh. So they dropped the puck, scramble, I got it, I fired it down the ice, right off, right off. I went off. My whole first shift in the playoffs lasted maybe 15 seconds. And I was like, I got on the and it was just just really surreal, because I mean, you you know all those guys were out there and went on like that, and then it was fine after that. And um, um, yeah, so that, and then we ended up. Lo- well, it's hard to beat those guys, but yeah, we ended up losing uh, that first round. And um, yeah, so that was the end, that was the end of the the campaign.
0: What was something you didn't know about playing in the NHL as a defenseman when you got there? What were things you had to learn? You know, coaches work with you. I mean, like yeah, you, know, you said Lou had worked with you at Providence, but now you're in the NHL, and you know, as I always tell people. The pyramid shrinks as you go up in sports, and yeah. now you're one of those guys. That, you know, Kerry Fraser one time told me there's only 750 jobs in the NHL today. That's yep. it. Back when you played, there's probably 500, and that was it. There's you're and
1: unless for Americans, there wasn't a lot of Americans in the league. I yeah. think when I, when I first got there, there was only like 20 something Americans in the league. Yeah, um,
0: because 1980 really was the precursor to get a lot of Americans in there. Yeah. So you're one of those guys.
1: Yeah. And, what was
0: it, what was it, what was it like for you to, to make that transition in there? I mean, we, we lost, we are kind of like, you know, Oh, okay. Or were guys really working with you guys trying to tell you like, Hey, look out for this. You are a defenseman. Here's what you should be looking at.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they were, and the, the big thing was, you know, everybody has a hard shot way harder than in college. And and you can't give up that blue line. You, you can't let them come 10 feet over. Cause they're going to blast it by your goaltender. There's a bunch of, a lot of stuff like that. Stay up on the play. And, and the big thing was it, when you're uh, in college and, and I just like everywhere else in, in college, the 20 guys on your team were the best, best college hockey, best high school hockey players on their teams. Yes. You get, and now you're all equal. Now you have to, now you have to do that pyramid thing who's better. And, and it kind of goes like that. Well now in the NHL, same thing. You're everybody's probably the best player. One of the best players on their, their team. So we all kind of let, now you have to find that pyramid again. And um and it was just one of those, you have to know. And, and the one thing that I learned, and I learned this from uh, baseball and, and, and things like that, and, and with Lou, you always knew what was going on. Five minutes, first five minutes of the game, the first five minutes of the period, last five minutes of the period, you don't make any mistakes. You know who's on the ice, which way they shoot, you know. And so if I'm, if I'm on a face-off, I look up on the other team, I see, all right, you know lanny mcdonald jim poplinski and you know gary roberts all right uh left hander right hander left hander so if they're chasing me i knew i knew where their sticks were going to be i knew which way they were going to shoot it or where they're going to get the puck so you kind of knew all those things first five minutes of the period you don't make any mistakes the next 10 minutes you can you know you can kind of go a little free but then the last five you never want to make a mistake going into the end of the period so there's a lot of like little nuances you had to know all these things now these kids. They have no idea who's on the other team, who they're playing against. They just go out and play. And before, we always had a, you know, all right, Al McGinnis is out there for the Calgary, you know, and he has this huge – he has a hard, has a hard rocket. Hard he has shot. a
0: rocket of a shot, yeah. You
1: know, so you got to make sure that, you know, he, you push him to one side or Wayne Gretzky's behind the net. You know, he's setting up to in, – in, in my defensive zone, always push him out his backhand, even though he's a great passer backhand wise. I take, I take my chance that he might not be as good as uh, that he was on his forehand. So he's like, you had to, so you had to like, which way to turn people. I know this guy can't really cross over right to left. I knew that. So I'm going to push in that direction. So he, you know, maybe stumble a little bit, that type thing. There was a lot of little things, but you kind of pick that up on your own. And, and back then we didn't have video. They, they didn't do videos. They didn't, they didn't tell you things. They just kind of mentioned things to you and you just had to process it. And then you had to go through your memory bank. Sorry. I remember in college, you know, something like this happened, or I remember this happened, and, and, and you just kind of play it out, and and you have to think two or three steps ahead where everything's going. And that's why those guys like Gretzky and Lemieux, those guys are so good, because they were they were three, four steps ahead of everybody else.
0: So you're there in Winnipeg. You're up and down a little bit from the minors back up to the Winnipeg. It's a hockey craze city.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, was it fun to be Fair. in, a, in a, craze like, a place like Winnipeg? Everyone Fair. always talks about how much fun the fans are there.
1: It, it, the fans are great. The city's great. I mean, it's... Um, it's cold. <laughs> it's cold. Um, I've been
0: there. I've been there three times, and every time I've gone, my nose hairs are frozen. So. Yeah.
1: So we, we went up there. They uh, this recently. My wife went up there, and she was up there for work before in the summertime, and never. So we were up there, and uh, Thomas Steen and uh, Randy Carla got there inducted, and and we were at the hotel, and I said, hi, we just let's go stand outside for a second, because she's never been up there, to, like, in, like everything's like in floors. and she was like, "What the?" <laughs> i know but, but it was such a it was such a great place and uh, yeah so i was up and down but i was i was up more than i was down um you know back then too they were like uh, uh you know you brought a guy up for the minors you brag him all the way out there and then you sit him on the bench like well, why no, is he here leave yeah leave me down the minors or you know, whatever the case is but the only thing good about it is that you're gonna NHL salary that when you're up there and stuff, but I was up there pretty much the whole year and I was down and I played, I didn't play, you know, those type things, which is fine. Um, but end end of that first year, um, no, that was my second year. Sorry. Yeah. So I was up and down that, that, but I, I had, I popped my shoulder out in college and every, and I never got it fixed. And so that first year we were doing things and, uh, it was, it was popping out, popping in, popping out, popping in, but I was able to play. It wasn't that big of a deal. And, um, uh, and a lot of it was, you know, every time I did play, you know, I got into a fight or something like that. And he loved me. Ferguson, Johnny Ferguson loved me. So I was kind of uh, able to stay up there. I was up, so I, out of the six month season, I was probably up there four months out of it. You know, I was only down a few times. But when I was, when I was up there, they didn't, they didn't really play me because I mean, they had other guys, but they just brought me up for, you know, the security. I mean, uh, you know, seventh defenseman type thing. So, which is fine. Yeah.
0: So you're there for a few years. And you get traded in 1991 to Pittsburgh before they're going to win the cup, Minnesota or or Minnesota. I'm sorry. You go to Minnesota first and then you, and you wind up in Pittsburgh though in 91. Yeah. What was that like for you to wind up to go from, you know, these, Minnesota was a decent team, you know, Winnipeg had a decent team, but could never beat Edmonton. Now you're going to go to a team that has like Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager, you know, Ron Francis is there. Kevin Stevens is there. There's a lot of talent, Tom Barrasso's in goal. What was that like for you to try to fit in with that group?
1: Rel- relatively easy. I mean, I, I will tell you, cause uh, well, when I was in Winnipeg, we had a, we had a great, great group of guys. We all did stuff together. You know, there was if uh, one guy, we, we, one guy went out, wanted to go out with his wife. or was We everybody went out. We all went to the same place. We all hung around together uh, in the summertime somebody bought a house that we'd all show up and we saw the lawn and like the, the whole, everybody showed up. it was, it was really fun. Dale Harichuk was a great leader. Randy Kyler was, a, was the vocal, vocal guy. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, don't give me, it was hard. We, we played, we had a really good team. We had a great talent. We had a lot of talent, but it was so hard to compete against the Calgary, Edmonton. The world.
0: That was segment three with Peter Tagley, head of the Pittsburgh Penguins here on inside the game brought to you by flex coach and flex coach VR. Inside the game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flexcoach VR.